Okay, we are in Sefer Yechezkel, Perik Chof Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, Vayihi Devar Hashem, Eli Lemor. And we're going to witness a very interesting phenomenon in Perik Chof Aleph, something I don't think we've seen before in Navi. And that's basically, Yechezkel is instructed by the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to give a nevuah through a mushal, which we are very accustomed to, through a parable, a, a metaphor. And then he starts with a very beautiful metaphor, but from the beginning he interrupts Yechezkel himself. He interrupts and says, Kaddish Baruch Hu, I'm not getting through to the people with these mushals, with these metaphors. In fact, they think that all I can do is weave mushals without any substantive meaning that they can understand. Immediately, the Kaddish Baruch Hu stops, and as if Kaviyachal was deciding to do a second take, proceeds to deliver a nevuah, shorn of its mushals of its flowery language and straight and direct to the point. It's a very interesting transition. So we begin. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Ben Adam, Sim Ponecha Derech Temana, Vahatev El Doron, Vihinove Ayar Hasadeh Negev. Face south, turn to the south, and be prepared to give a prophecy on the fields, uh, the forest of the field in the desert. Again, the south. So you've got three ways here of saying face and turn and give this prophecy to the south. The south being B'nai Yisrael. Remember, Yechezkel is in the north in Bavel, and he is prophesying to the people in Israel that the calamity is very, very close. He's also getting the people of Bavel ready for what's going to be a national catastrophe in the destruction of the temple. So he gives those three metaphors. Interestingly, Yar HaSadeh Negev, the forest of the field in the Negev. The Radak tells us the Derech Moshal is a forest that there are trees bo etzim tovim v'ra'im. Good trees, bad trees. Cain Yerushalayim, says the Radak, so too the Yerushalayim. Sadikim Urushayim are there. V'nisbu ha-tzadikim sadem ma'atim, and the Sadikim are going to be taken, even though they are in a minority, with the Russian Shehoyu, Robin. That would be the particular metaphor of that Yar Hasadeh Negev. Continues the Navi. Varmarta la Yar HaNegev. And say to this forest in the Negev, Shmadra Hashem. So let me ask you this question. Just very short while ago, we learned from Yechezkel, fathers and sons are not responsible for the sins of of their fathers, right. right. But, but, but now, now, now we're saying you're responsible for the sins of unrelated Jews. Exactly. In other words, that there is collective guilt was never in doubt. There is a thing as sort of collective responsibility in, in, in 
B'nai Yisrael. The father and son thing is a separate issue, is a generational issue that you're not going to pay for your father's sins. So separate. But why would you pay for someone else's sins? If you don't pay for your father's sins or your son's sins. We saw that the Rishayim go to the, take down the Tzadikim every time. And that's what he's saying here, that that's just what's going to happen. So, I am igniting a fire, but it will eat you. Every wet tree and every dry tree. And the Mephoshim say, that's just what we're talking about. Eitzlach would be uh, the tzaddikim. Eitzyavesh are the rishayim. Lo sichvela heves heves. It will not make a difference. The fire will consume them. It will come from the north, specifically Bava. So isn't the implication that the tzaddikim should eliminate the 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 uh, bad people, Rashim. Like so, and then you isn't that Hashem's job to judge them? I mean, if you're going to go down because some people aren't observing Shabbat or aren't right. observing, doesn't that at least lead to the idea that they should be killed? <laughs> no, it's it's a, a terrible phenomenon, but it, that's just what it is. In other words, the Kaddish Baruch was saying that Sadiqim will die here with the Rishon. The rogue, and the one point I wanted to make, the Nitzchukubakopanim, and it will envelop all faces. What um, we're saying is that other nations, what's going to happen, say the Mephoshim, is when this destruction comes, other nations will be thrilled at Israel's suffering. They too are going to get a co-punim. Minegev Tzafona coming from the north could also mean Bavel. Bavel itself in the end will be destroyed, as we know it is, by Persia, so that no one is safe from this. The role called Basar, Kiani Hashem, Biartiha, Lo Sichbeh. And that's just what the Kodesh Baruch was saying. Everyone will see I am the Kodesh Baruch because nobody, nobody can mistake what I am about to do as teva, as nature, or happenstance. There's no other explanation, but this is divine will, and I will burn, uh, and it will not be extinguished. Vayomer, now comes Yechezkel's interruption. Vayomer, aha, Danielokim. Listen, Kaddish Baruch Hu, Hema Omrim Li, these people of Israel are saying to me, Halomim Mashel Misholim Hu. What, he's just a speaker of parables. It doesn't make sense. Um, Radak puts it in a very ironic way. Humidaber uh, Misholim, let me read it. Ve'eno Omer He never gets to coming to a clear prophecy. Rather, it's done to portray himself that he's a master of metaphor, as it was. Change it below mashal. No metaphors, no flourishes, no fancy terms of language. And we're going to see 
That's just what the Kaddish Baruch Hu has Yechezkel do. Every sentence is in response to one of those flowery metaphors in the first five psukim. Vayidvar Hashem Mar. Ben Adam, Sim Panecha a Yerushalayim, face Yerushalayim, the Hatef el Mikdashim, face their sanctuaries. In other words, enough of this look south, look in a southerly direction, look towards the Negev, look to Yerushalayim, look to its Mikdashim. Mikdashim is stated in the plural. Some say it could mean he's referring to the tragedies of both base Mikdash. Others say it's the Mikdash divided into each part, is considered part a separate part of the sanctuary. No forests with, you know, dry trees, wet trees. Prophesy on the land of Israel. I am set upon you. And I will take my sword out of its sheath, out of its scabbard. Again, no fancy... um, uh, fire that consumes all before it. I am taking the sword. No dry trees, wet trees. I am going to avenge myself, destroy Sadik for Russia. So it seems very crystal clear now. Because I have seen both Tzadik for Russia, I am taking out my sword against all Basa, coming from the north, which could include as well. Ultimately, Nebuchadnezzar in the north will fall before my sword. They will know I am the Kodesh Varhu, I have unsheathed my sword, lo toshrul od. I will not return it. I will not return it means until I have accomplished everything I have set out to do. Um, and now, on the personal level, Heonach, take groan, groan as loud as you can, as dramatically as you can, B'Shivra Masayim, breaking the bones of the body from the groan, and with total Mariras, bitterness and heartbreak, Heave sighs before them, the people of Israel. Why are you so agitated? Because of the news that is coming, and it is coming, it will melt every heart, it will weaken every hand, break every spirit, it will reduce the knees to water um, and bring it to earth. And it will be, says the Kaddish Baruch. So we see, we know just who we're talking to, we know just who the subjects are. I have taken out the sword, and I have, I have sharpened it. 
Vigamaruta, I have burnished it. Burnished it was when you polish the handle. Give it a gleaming handle, better to grip by and more imposing. Laman tavoach tevach, double lashon, so that I will kill. Huchata, and sharpen Laman heyelach, barach maruta, I will do all of them. I will again burnish the sword handle. Onosis shevet benim oeses It's a very puzzling phrase. Um, Onosis, can we rejoice over the staff of my children? Moeses kolates, rejecting all staffs, as it were. In other words, what we're saying is that shall we rejoice because they have been able to destroy my children with not the, just the staff, they have reduced their staff by their sword. In other words, it is no occasion to rejoice because it's rejected the staff, because the sword will overcome their staffs that they fight with. But no solen murta, and I will make it uh is post for coffee. I am going to make it um I am going to make it so that in its handle it will be imposing, it will be fit, you can handle it and brandish it whichever way you want. You have sharpened the sword, it's burnished, to give it into the hands of the would be killer, most likely here, which is referring to Nebuchadnezzar. Za'ak v'chilel ben adam, scream, wail, cry, mourn, ki hi because this is what will be ba'ami heyeh b'chon nesiyeh Yisrael, it will be with all the princes of uh, Yisrael, and as we see, Yoshio, we know, dies by the cherub, Yoyokim, Tzikio, Tzikio's sons are killed before him. And what the Mephoshim is, it's not just death by sword. Those that do not buy the sword are going to go into Golos. So scream and mourn. This is going to happen. In other words, clap your thighs, which is a sign of mourning. This is going to happen. A very puzzling phrase to end on, but the Mephoshim is saying, because it will test. Can the sword reject the staff? Mephoshim have so many meanings. What do you mean, can the sword reject the staff? We're asking, is it possible for this to be averted? That's the most popular interpretation. Can B'nai Yisrael doing tshuva avert this? Can B'nai Yisrael be able to overcome the power of the sword with their staff miraculously? Kibochan, testing. Umoim gam shevet moeset. Can the staff that the people carry, the rod, reject the sword and answers the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And admittedly, this is not a great way to end. Lo yeah, It's not a test. It's not going to happen. 
They're not going to do tshuva. There isn't going to be miracles. This is going to happen irrevocably and irretrievably. And in Mirza Shem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, we will continue on this same vein. Adkan.